and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. It's ter- too early for holiday it's, music, but we're playing yeah, it anyway. Uh, get this, get this, everyone. Oh, yes, it is the Dorm Room Dispute. That's Mitch Kaminsky. I'm Marshall McAlew, so I say, Mitch, because we, you know, tradition for our hardcore fans, we pick a different song every week. Might have had a couple repeats, but we have the memories of a goldfish, so we don't know. <laughs> but I go, oh, yeah, let's play some Christmas song. First of all, I go, uh... All I want for Christmas is you, because that's the, the classic. And Mitch goes, oh, not a boo. fan. He said he doesn't like that song. How do you not like that song? Second of all, he's, it's too early for Christmas. It, ladies and gentlemen, we're recording this at 7.08 p.m. December 4th. Yeah. It's December. Yeah, we got like 20 days. Oh, We haven't even hit Hanukkah Lord. yet. I'll tell you, one of my biggest pet peeves is like Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's true. Like... We, me and my neighbor, because I used to drive with my neighbor to school, we would always, she would always insist on playing Christmas music in November. And that was like, uh, there was a lot of arguments Yeah, this car ride. All right, you know what? We're, we're, we're starting off with hot, so hot takes. Yeah. Thanksgiving, overrated holiday. I disagree. I used I to, think see, it's you overrated, know what? dude. I, you, you know what? And this Thanksgiving was great for me. But I think it's a, I, I used to not like it. But, like, the food, turkey's getting better as I get older. Well, turkey, now I appreciate it a lot more. The food was fantastic at our house. And I finally won the turkey bowl against my brother. This bastard beats me <laughs> every year. It's like Michigan-Ohio State. It's like a hyped-up rivalry, but it's been pretty one-sided these past couple years. And this year, I finally pushed over the top. So we had that. The Bears won. The food was good. Okay, and the next day, Black Friday, hear I was in Nebraska again. Yeah, well, Black Friday, I, I, I got some nice clothes. So I'll give you that. But hear me out. If if there was no football on Thanksgiving, no one would like it. It's literally just it's it just would food. suffer. People people are like, oh, it's giving thanks, being with the family. You know, I went to my fam. I went to my cousins. Yeah. In Michigan, no turkey, no stuffing, no stuffing, no mashed potatoes. Here's another argument we had. It was terrible. Had. I had this in a class, uh, an English class. The teacher is it called stuffing or dressing, or can you use it's them interchangeably? Stuff- no, no, no. Because is like this my a, argument, is that a Seinfeld thing. No, it, no my it, argument it, was you can use it interchangeably. Dressing. But he was like, stuffing is what you put up the butt, and like dressing is like if it, if it's not inside the turkey, then it's a, it's a dressing. But if you're stuffing it up the turkey's ass. And you're serving it. No, and it's no, stuffing. no. Okay, society has shown that it is. It, it's stove top buy, what? Stove top what? Stuffing. Yeah, yeah when you buy it, you buy it stuffing. I always thought it was interchangeable, but it was like it's no. Stuffing, when you when dude. it's in the bird, it's stuffing. No one calls it dressing, dressing except for boomers who. I don't uh, call. Yeah, I call yeah, it stuffing, yeah. but they're like no, it's not stuffing. Like, our family is salad dressing's yeah. dressing. Dressing's what you do <laughs> when you put on your pants. Stuffing is the. Who even what you do when you take off your pants? Hey, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that one's. This has uh, been a very hack start of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we, we really don't have any plans. Actually, for this I do. I have a serious topic, somewhat ah, serious. Here we go. Beforehand, on the college college football. Yes. A little side note: I got back in because we haven't talked much college football, but I was yeah. back in the college football spirit because I was in the great state of Nebraska, and there's nothing to do in Nebraska. So Black Friday every year they play the rivalry game, and these past couple years it's been against Iowa. So half the state flocks to Lincoln, and it's a cool Oscar game, let's go everybody! <laughs> they got tailgates for like four miles outside the stadium. It's great. And I'll tell you people, I'm like, I'm a little biased, I'm a Nebraska fan, but that if you get the chance, I would. that's one of the best atmospheres in college football. Like, no other team would fill a stadium for a 5-6 and six team. That's true. Like, the Cornhuskers aren't that good. And you walk in, they're all chanting, go Big Red, it's incredible. And it's really a good game. They lost on a last-second field goal. But um, 
The other thing here with the Cornhuskers, sorry, it's a little tan- side tangent. This was my heart of this show, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Scott Frost, they're promising. He's promi- He's the coach for the Nebraska, and he's like, oh, we're going to turn this thing around. And that's great, and I think he's establishing a culture. But that man got outcoached. There's only so many screen passes and swing passes to tight end <laughs> that I could watch before I got sick of it. Like, the fact <laughs> they are outclassed by Iowa that whole game, and they're lucky their defense kept them in it. It was a really good game. But anyway, <laughs> side point, um, that reminded me watching um, – because uh, the college football playoff is coming up, and I think this is a yearly argument. And one of the guys at the tailgate for the Nebraska game was talking about, "Hey, you know what? They need to expand to eight teams, and then we wouldn't have this problem because every conference championship could get it. Every conference champion could get in." And I think that's ridiculous. And I had this rant last year, and now once again it's come up with Utah. People are making the case when LSU plays Georgia and Georgia, because Georgia right now, as it stands, uh, they have Ohio State one, LSU two, Clemson three. Georgia 4. Now, LSU and Georgia are going to be playing for the SEC title game. And as expe- LSU is expected to win, and when they do, Georgia will be knocked out of contention. So that leaves the next two teams in will be Oklahoma and Utah, depending on they win. Utah are probably the next best team in. And a lot of people are arguing, but like no one wants Utah in the college football playoff. And if you look at Utah's resume, they've only played one ranked team, and they lost to that ranked team. Yeah. And you're telling me last year or two years ago, excuse me, when UCF went undefeated, oh, yeah. they're not going to let them in? Like, that schedule is basically the same. I think I argue that UCF had a harder strength of schedule than Utah's had this year. They've only played one ranked team. You're going to let them in? Like, that's ridiculous. So, I, like, no one wants to watch Utah. The strength of schedule is bogus. And UCF, they beat Auburn, so you can't tell me it was a bad team, which Auburn beat the national champion Alabama yeah. that year. So, I mean, that that's, like, bogus, the fact that the, the, well, UCF got screwed, and now we're going to let Utah in for their weak strength, and they've lost the game. And second, no one wants to see Utah. I think Oklahoma will be better, but that defense stinks. Yeah. Like, it's both, that no one can tackle in that conference. So if we expand that to eight teams, then we're going to get more garbage. Because either of those teams, I'd rather have Oklahoma. But if it's Oklahoma or Utah, it's a mute point anyway, because they're both going to get mauled by the one seed, whoever it is. So you go to eight teams, and the disparity is going to get greater, it's a waste of time. I, I think eventually college football is going to go to eight teams, but it would be a mistake. And Utah just shows it because no one wants to watch them, and they're going to get mauled. That's my rant. Uh, see, well, this is a big thing. I know we had a big thing. I think this was when um, Sam Phelan, yes. may he rest in peace. He's not actually dead. <laughs> he just transferred. Um, he, like, walked in. He was like, oh, 18. He and, hurt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's a um, friend of the podcast. We won't bad yeah, mouth him. Yeah, no, no, no. He, yeah. He, he's where's he at Lipscomb Liberty? Lipscomb in Tennessee yeah one of those you know half Christian universities down <laughs> in the south um <laughs> yeah no I mean I think I, I am so see I'm a, I'm a college football fan and the fact that like I just want to watch for entertainment I don't give a crap about the names I don't give a crap about the draft prospects the money I don't care I'll watch it if it's interesting Exhibit A, I'll watch the Alabama, you know Auburn uh, game because that was that was a fantastic game to watch, and I think the, my argument is like two sided because we saw with UCF, I was of the argument that dude play eight. If, if I'm a college football, I can make a lot of money with eight teams in the playoffs just because like UCF is a team like we wanted to see in it. Whether they win or lose, you wanted to see them in it because it's just it's just fun to watch. You want to see eight teams. I think Georgia's a team. People want to see play, but I think this year is the opposite, where it's like the the, the next man up. Like, th- there's not going to be a team that's going to miss out that people are like, oh, I was dying to watch, mm-hmm. you know, Utah get a shot at the at the college football championship. Because I will say one thing that this really, uh, I mean, w- what do we love about college sports? 
the number one thing, upsets. That's yeah. what we love. College basketball, March Madness. And the thing about football is you don't really get a chance for upsets. Um, which, I mean, if you see, you know, if you see, uh, you know, LSU take on, you know, or Alabama take on an undefeated UCF and UCF wins, that'd be absolutely un- insane. Everyone would love that, especially in a playoff. But, I, yeah, I kind of agree. No one really wants to UCF. And I, I do, the Big 12 teams, I, no one, no self-respecting football fan wants to see them play in, like, a high-stakes like, playoff they, game. Like, they, and they really don't have a chance. I mean, you, yeah. Oklahoma's held their own these past couple of years, but they never win anything. Yeah. Like... And as far as UCF goes, like, yes. Would it have been nice to see them? Yes. But they made the right decision by keeping them out. But now with letting Utah, that's like a double standard because they haven't played anyone. Yeah. And they have still lost the game. The resume is terrible. So if you're going to be like, oh, well, they were 11-1, one lost team, then you should be letting, you should have let UCF in there. I think the standard's all messed up. And, like, the, just the fact that we're arguing about this fourth team now, yeah. the argument's only going to get bigger with eight teams. Yeah. Because now you're going to have, like, well, Iowa say, can make a case. drop-off from, like, a six... To a, a four five, or, I'm sorry, a five six, and then a, a ninth team. That's a big drop off. I mean, if you look in the rankings, the tenth ranked team is not even the same echelon of the top four. So I think I, I do think you know it was not like going to be a thing where it's like when is it ever going to stop? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we see in college basketball, you can take you can take the top eight teams, and you can take you can make a big gap between the nine, ten, yeah. And, well, I mean, you could even make the argument right now that Iowa has a better resume than Utah because look at their three losses. They lost to Wisconsin by two on the road, which is a good loss. They lost to Penn State by a score in Penn State, which is an excellent loss. And they lost to, um, who's the other one? They lost to one more good. Michigan, and that was yeah. only by a touchdown. Like, those are three pretty quality losses, and they've beaten some good teams on the other flip yeah. side of that. But Utah hasn't played anyone. Moving on. So, well, speaking no, speaking of... Um, Strengths of schedule. I just want to say, um, we, we, we don't want to talk about NBA that much because it's very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've been watching, there's one team in LA that has been very impressive so far, and is the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, and I think it's very interesting to see the narrative of LeBron James is in the East. The East stinks. He always is going to make the finals regardless because there's no competition. And the West is what's really good. And all of a sudden, he starts dominating the the West. Like, they they three what eighteen and three something like that. Yeah, they were on a, a ten game winning streak. Yeah, yeah, they have a very good record, and all of a sudden the narrative changed to the Boise State argument of they haven't played anyone though. Strength of schedule. It's co- college sports is that is the only place that strength of schedule quote unquote like. It means anything because you can pick your schedule. Yeah, exactly. NFL, like NBA, dude, they're, they're playing the same team. It's literally like, the stupid. Like, it's like, would you rather them have lost those yeah, games? They're winning the they games. They blew out the Hawks won. by sixty. Oh, they're playing one. Well, yeah, but I, I, it was very interesting to see the narrative shift, and the, but, and then they beat the Nuggets in pretty handily fashion, and I think that was a big statement uh, moving forward. But I just wanted to put that out there. Watch out for the Lakers. Not like you didn't know the Lakers were going to be good, but I don't know. I don't know if anyone thought they were going to be this good right off the bat. I, you know, that's in the off season that they would be better than the Clippers. So there you go. that's a hot. Oh, take. You know what? I know what hot take is proven pretty good right now. Is those Dallas Mavericks. They're yeah, you know what? I wasn't good. on board, and I'm glad I switched that before the season started because you're like they're going to make an eight seed. Like no, they're not. And going through it, it's like oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, look at the conference. Dodgers. They're looking good. Yeah. I yes. will say Porzingis has been a little disappointing. He has. He has not been the unicorn that we have all wanted to see. But I think oh, yeah. part of that is he's not the number one guy there anymore. Yeah, he so can't like that, dominate. 
doesn't All right, help. moving on. We're going to we're going to a little baseball. It's been a, yes. it's been a hot minute since we have talked about baseball, and here we are because I believe Zach Zach Wheeler Zach Wheeler has agreed to a five year, a hundred million dollar, I believe, hundred million dollar contract with the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know who the other team in on uh, Zach Wheeler was yes. with the Phillies was the White Sox. The White Sox. And so and the narrative continues. All the White Sox memorabilia. Well, you know what? The problem with that was the narrative continued, and I'm in one of those uh, fan group chats or whatever on Facebook. They're really a bunch of losers, but I'm in yeah. there anyway just to see <laughs> what people think. Um, and like, I was like, oh, he couldn't sign another one. Rick Hahn's a bum. Like, all right, first off, Zach Wheeler would have been nice, but he had a 396 ERA last year. So it's like if you're winning playoff games, you're not looking back and going like, man, I wish we had Zach Wheeler pitching here. So like, would he been nice? Yes. Does he throw hard? Great. But that's a lot of money to spend on a third starter. Because like, a lot of White Sox fans are treating it like he was going to be the White Sox John Lester. Where it's yeah. like, John Lester, when the Cubs signed him, was a number one starter or high-end number two. Or Zach yeah. Wheeler's just simply not that guy. And they they actually offered him more money than the Phillies did. Yeah. It's just that his fiance wanted to live closer to New well, Jersey. So. That's what, oh, his fiance wanted. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah. But I, don't, I think, I so think like, there's he, another reason for them not signing. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But I think the White Sox are going to be fine. Like, there's plenty. There's still pitchers out there. And if you don't sign the pit, you still got money to spend on Castellanos now. That that money would have been allocated. Because that was a lot to spend on a third-tier starter. I don't think it's the end of the world. I was not as high in as Chicago. I think he will, too. But listen, I think he's going to the south side. Because, one, he's very familiar with that division. He's historically been fantastic in that ballpark because U.S. Sailors is a hitter's ballpark. And, you know, the factor is going to be, I think money's going to be a factor. And he does want to win now. But both teams now offer the chance to do it. MLB Network, they had their thing, a segment the other night, talking about which roster would you rather have, and pretty much every analyst going across there, I think John Heyman was one, I forget the other two, they all said the White Sox moving forward. So, you know, the thing about the Cubs right now is, is you don't really know who's going to be on, like, I don't like, you can't really guess the roster, because they've been, yeah. there's a report that they want to trade a lot of people, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be sign Castellanos, Flip Schorber, or keep Schorber. Well, they got to figure out what to do with Bryant now, yeah, too. Yeah, and Chris Bryant. I don't really know. I, I think it's very unlikely. I, I, I was early on saying Contreras was going to get traded. I don't think that's very likely anymore, mm-hmm. considering uh, the Cubs know that, like, there's not a lot of depth at catcher anymore on the market. Well, yeah, and I, I will say this for the Cubs. With Theo in charge, they're always going to be competitive. Yeah. So, like, he's going to keep them. Like, he's not going to just let a season, like, roll yeah, over. He'll I agree. put out a competitive team. And speaking of the Cubs, or ex-Cubs, Cole Hamels yep. to the Braves. This one, one year, $18 million. I will say, very good for Cole Hamels. Love Cole Hamels. That's a he lot, was, though. Yes. That, that, one year. And especially uh, two years ago, dominant. Amazing signing. Now, we shelled out $20 million for him. And he was good, then he got injured, and then he was not good. And he was actually, he was in the White Sox Talk podcast the other day, because um, they like a lot of White Sox fans, I thought he would have been a good fit for the Sox, but at yeah. this point in his career, he was talking about how he got injured near the start of the season with the Cubs, and he was trying to like come back ahead of schedule, and he thought, like, oh, I'll catch up, I'll catch up, but when like, the Cubs are playing in uh, like high leverage games, you tend to push yourself a little bit harder yeah. than like you would, and you fight through pain, and he just could never get it to 100% and catch up because all the strain he was putting on it. So that was part of it. But I think you're right. At this point in Cole Hamill's career, he's going to be a great locker room guy, and he's an innings eater. He's not yeah. like, he'll be a workhorse out there, but he's not like that ace you're trying out. Like, here's yeah. the ball, Cole. You need, we need and to win this game. I mean, that's where, like, I think a lot of teams could have used him for, like, uh, you know, like a 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, 
I give it money, but it's not any money that you're gonna be like, dang, I wish we had spent that money elsewhere, kind of deal. Which I mean, the Braves, I, you know, what? he got his he got his check, so I'm happy for him. But I don't, I don't know about that one from the Braves. That was expensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all we got. Oh, then uh, the Yasmani Grandal. The White forget, Sox. Yeah, yeah, we did forget to we, say did, about yeah, that. Yeah, that was a weird one. It kind of came out of nowhere. That was the, they got out of Yeah, I was very happy with that signing. I hope they don't move because MLB is talking to robotic umpires. But Grandal, what people like, he's a power hitting catcher, which is great. Yeah. And the White Sox have, like I mentioned, they got a great hitting ballpark. So I think he will go nicely within that lineup, and he has a little bit of protection in that lineup too. Um, but he's a great pitch framer. He's really good on defense, which will help their young pitching staff. Steve has been suspect lately, though. I mean, he was errors. one of the best pitch framers in the MLB uh, MLB last year, and he threw out about forty five percent of his uh, base stealers, which is pretty good. Yeah, there, there there was a lot of times in high leverage situations uh, when he was b- before he was on the Brewers, though. That, but yeah, I mean, I think I think you know what, you know what, he's not on the Brewers, so I don't have to play him anymore. That was, that was good for the Cubs. Yeah, that was, he that was crushed kind of the Cubs. In that he division. did crush the Cubs, and he's gone, so the Brewers are going to be less good. And I will say. From I, it's actually interesting because I feel like a lot of Cubs fans share the sentiment because I'm on Twitter with you know talking about Cubs fans. I think the White Sox are really like a like, a, like it's a it's a one sided rivalry now. Not in the fact that like um, like uh, talent wise. So once I don't think Cubs fans dislike White Sox fans as much as White Sox fans dislike Cubs fans. Well, because you know, it was funny because when, when that when that signing happens, I was like, oh, good for the White Sox, and hey, we don't have to play them in the Brewers anymore. And the White Sox are like, oh, I hate the Cubs. Now we're gonna finally over dethrone uh, them in Chicago. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, there's definitely a couple Cubs fans that I know that d- dislike White Sox, but I think yeah. overall there definitely is a little brother complex there. Yeah. Whereas like the Cubs fans is like, yeah, you know, we don't really care about. You guys yeah. We know we're the number one team, and like the well, it's like, hey, look at us. We won a World Series yeah. too, so I do. I yeah. don't disagree with that. But I, I think it's gonna the hot stove's heating up. I was a little surprised that those three signings went before the winter meetings. <laughs> yeah, because usually you wait, and oh my goodness, the waiting game we played last yeah, offseason yeah. that was brutal. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of talent out there. Anthony Rendon, interested to see where he goes. Oh, that'll be good. And then Strasburg and Garrett Cole both meeting with the Yankees. So we'll see if they get one of them. So the Yankees were looking at Wheeler, too. All right, moving on. We got some NFL stuff. We do have some NFL stuff. Uh, Let's talk about the Eagles first. Because they stink. They stink. Like, they had a golden opportunity. Let's talk about the NFC East. First off, the Washington Redskins, fun fact. They're Still are eligible to win that They're division. Like, that's sad at this point. But everyone's ripping Carson Wentz. They couldn't cover a kicker. They let the kicker score a touchdown yeah. on him. So the new It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the gang throw battery. The gang throws batteries at Carson Wentz. Yes. But that's <laughs> Oh, my goodness. It's brutal. The Cowboys. The, the Bills aren't that good. We've seen the Bills. I think the Bills are decent. That is true. The Bills could be good. But I don't think they're that good. They're a win a playoff team game, but they're not winning the Super Bowl. But it's like, bro, you're you're you can you can go seven and five and kinda you know, take a couple more steps. You got the Bills at home, Thanksgiving, and you're gonna let them run a muck on you like that? Oh my god. Well, that was bad. Let's Eagles first up. Well, here's a couple things problems I have with them. Number one, they have the easiest schedule moving forward out of any NFL team. They have the Dolphins this week. I believe they, they had the, the Giants. The well, they had the Dolphins, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was one of them. They had the Giants twice. Um, I think they had the Jets on there. 
And then they got the Cowboys as one of the last yeah. teams. So that's a pretty easy schedule. And the fact you couldn't capitalize on that is ridiculous. Second off, I'm sick of all these Eagles fans ripping Carson Wentz. Because, like, look how Nick Foles is doing. He just got benched. Yeah. So, you know, we can pump the brakes on that. You guys made the right decision. He can't throw and catch the ball. Those receivers stink. Yes. They can't get, not, they can't get any separation. Aguilar can't catch the damn ball. That secondary is always getting older. torched. Like, Fitzpatrick looked ridiculous against that. Their, their secondary stinks. Oh, like, capital cool. S. It's it's terrible. And One it, opportunity. It's one of those things where we've seen it. We've seen it all season long. It, it, the Eagles, like they, it's weird because they got a young QB, but they got an old roster, mm-hmm. and it's like, what are they gonna do moving forward to fix that? The the I will say the red we 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 throw a lot of flack at the Redskins for being terrible, and it's true because they're terrible. And they don't <laughs> really have a plan. But the Dolphins, they are also terrible, but they have a plan. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of draft picks. You watch that game. They got some guys like they they clearly they wanted to win that game. There's not they there's always not, play hard and roll over. Flores you know? has done a good coaching job. Yes. Another good coaching job. We're kind of hopping around here, and I apologize. Yeah. Another great coaching job that I want to talk about is uh, Mike Tomlin with the Steelers. Yes. Like, that's a sneaky coach the of the Browns. year candidate. They beat the Browns and a team like let's be honest. All right, he was playing like with checker pieces while <laughs> uh, Freddie Kitchens was fumbling around with Lincoln logs at that point. It was like it was horrible to walk. He had so many more pieces and weapons to use, and he got beat by a guy that won the duck competition, duck call competition yeah. in Alabama in 2013. Devlin duck Hodges, Hodges. Devlin uh, Duck Hodges. That's right. Quack quack. He was on scouts' radar. He didn't even get invited to the combine. That's yeah. how highly regarded that was. He's the fourth-string quarterback heading into camp, and that guy just beats you when you got Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt. Like he got weapons on the offense, and he just got beat by a fourth-string quarterback. That no, is no Juju Smith-Schuster. Nope. And no Mike. And no Mike Pouncey. And the offense, besides the quarterback, the center, Mike Pouncey is one of the most highly regarded leaders on that team. Yeah. So, like. Good for Mike Tomlin yeah. winning that. And they've strung a couple games together. They can make the playoffs. Yeah. If you're the Browns, though, that's a mess. Yeah. Freddie Kitchens wearing his Pittsburgh started shirt. And then even worse than that, he bubbled down like, oh, you know, I'd wear it again. You're like a child. You fit right into that culture. I He's going to get fired. I, the culture thing, we may have blown out of proportion because I think they just stink. Baker Mayfield, they extremely stink. unimpressive. The roster does not stink, though. I think it's a, I think it's a culture thing because they, they're yeah. top in the well, league in penalties. They look undisciplined. It's always a sideshow yeah. coming out of there. Like each week, it's like, oh, goat, here are cleats. Oh, Baker Mayfield's yelling at a reporter. Yeah. Oh, Landry won't shaved. take off his he clown shaved. shoes. Yeah. Oh, uh, Odell's wearing a watch. Like, oh, now he has a tinted visor. Every week, it's some news story yeah. heading out of there. We're gonna Crazy. we're, we're gonna move to next week, and there are some there are some more. Before we move to next week, though, we're gonna, we can talk with the hey, with Redskins because they beat the Panthers. Oh my God. The Panthers fired their quarterback, Ron, or quarterback, coach, the court- Ron they Rivera. The quarterback, too. Yeah, they kind of did. Ron Rivera got fired. He's going to go to a team, and he'll be just fine. That was tough luck. I like Ron Rivera. I Riverboat Ron. I thought he was a good coach. He did kill Cam Newton's career, more yes. or less, but I thought he was a good coach. But sweeping changes coming out there. Last game I want to talk about, then we can move on. Uh, 49ers, yeah, yeah, Ravens. To, to, to conclude on that, the Redskins, watch out. Yep. The Washington yep. R words. Uh, <laughs> 49ers, Ravens. That was one of the best football games I've watched all year. Yeah. Even offenses, in the pouring rain. Offenses on display early, then a defensive football game late, and Justin Tucker. you got to love Justin Tucker. I he see the that, that kick reminded me of the kick that Keith Duncan hit against Nebraska on Friday because oh, it was in the rain. <laughs> uh, Keith Duncan was a little bit more clutch because let's be honest. Nebraska's Duncan, a, Keith? What? No, it's Keith Duncan. 
That was a he's annoying. Stroke uh, I get for it. All the, for all the kids out there. He was annoying. You should have seen him. He's blowing kisses and waving yeah, goodbye. Yeah, it was swag. Swagometer broke. You know what? But Justin Tucker also has swag. The Bears should draft Keith Duncan because we need a kicker, and he's they got swagger like Justin Tucker. Anyone who <laughs> is coming out of high school can make a 35 But Jimmy G and the Ravens, that's a, I mean, in the 49ers, that's a good loss to a good Ravens team. Yeah. I thought that was a very well-played football game. All right, take it away. We can move All on right, next we're going to move on to next week. Week 14. Week 14 already. We're almost done. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I feel like we just started. Anyways, Thursday night, Cowboys-Bears. Which trash team will try and make the playoffs? Bears riding a little bit more momentum than the Cowboys. And I think the Cowboys feel a little dejected, but <laughs> I mean it's hard uh, yeah, to call you, 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 it's hard to call it momentum when you beat David Blau and he torced your secondary and his yes. first career star on Thanksgiving. There's a lot of people watching that. Prince Mo Camaro said, that man, that's a tough what, game. What if I told you before the season started that the Bears going into week fourteen would be six and six with their marquee wins against would it be against the Lions twice? And the Giants, none of which were starting a starting quarterback. Those are those are your momentum builder wins. Starting a starting quarterback. Oh, so like like yeah, Eli's down, yeah. and then Matt Stafford didn't play either. Yeah, game. Were, uh, that's congrats. that was the Bears. Yeah, it was great. The I Bears, did say everyone, everyone's like the Bears are back. I'm like, oh, you beat the Lions twice with David Blau and Jeff O'Driscoll gang. From Tr- Red although Red this kind of goes to a LeBron thing. Like Trubisky did look good. Like, that was a bad yeah. secondary, and I'm glad he looked good. And now he has some. This is the first game. He'll be heading into with a little bit of confidence, which is huge as a quarterback. Yeah. The last game he had confidence in, he lasted a drive before the Vikings like dislocated his shoulder and he was yeah. out for a week. So that will help. It'll be that'll be a very good game. That's literally like a coin flip game. Yeah. So I think the Cowboys are a little bit more talented, but they haven't beat a team over five hundred. And the Bears at home, like that's a they, they still got yeah. some teeth. So uh, I'll take the Bears in that one close, but I don't feel good about it. I think the Cowboys will win. Uh, Colts boo. Buccaneers next. Boo! I'm out on the Colts. I'm saying that now. That I'm was out a bad on. loss of Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill. This has been fantastic. Like, right, well, we're talking about the big one. games, like the Broncos. That Texans, is a big game. The Bucks. Super future MVP Drew ready. I will say, if you haven't been paying attention to the Broncos, which you probably haven't, because they're not very good. But Cortland Sutton, top ten receiver in the NFL. He's right. Watch his highlights. He's going crazy. I thought he was saying because he's a homer, but he's right. That one hit and catch. Good throw by Locke, by the way. That was. That would be a good game. And you know what? I give Vic Bangio credit for, like, hey, let's air the ball out here with 12 seconds. This, the, the, the Texans, this could be a trap game for them. They just beat the Patriots. They're on a lot of momentum. Broncos are no slouches. They're at home. But the Broncos will probably lose on their last second. 49ers, Saints. Boo. What do you mean, oh, no, boo? That's, that's, that's going to be a great game. game. Uh, well, I thought you were talking about, talking about like, the Bengals-Browns or, like, the, the Lions or the Redskins. No, I said Packers. 49ers, Saints. Well, I, 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 I assume you're going to bring up a bad game. 49ers, Hey, you know what? We're back Saints? at Colts-Bucks is a good game. <laughs> Shut up. No, the Saints... <laughs> One of the most complete teams in the NFL. 49ers, also one of the complete... What? Who? 49ers know, right now are the fifth seed in the NFC. That's how... That, that, yeah. That's crazy. How NFC's fast is that very move. good. Is They're the NFC tough. good? Not really. That just stinks that the uh, NFC East is not picking up their slack. Dude, it's like the Broncos when they when Tim Tebow made the playoffs and we were eight and eight because yeah. everyone else was horrible and we like yeah. we stumbled through the wrong door and then just ended up in the playoffs. Bengals, Browns. Wait, who do you think is gonna win? Niners, oh, Saints. Niners. I think the Niners are a better. Niners team. gonna win. And then Jimmy the G is gonna, gonna hit win. on uh, Andrews, whatever. Eight. Hey. <laughs> Ravens, Bills. I'm taking the Bills. Hey, what about Bengals, Browns? The Bengals just won a game. Zach Andy, Taylor first win. Andy Dalton is gonna win out for the rest of the season. He? Just ruin their draft. Hot take. Hot take. 
he is pissed that he got benched. Yeah. And he's like, he's gonna screw the Bengals. I am ruining your draft you pick. He's coming Tua, out with a vengeance. Or not Tua. You want uh, Joe Burrow? Nope. You're going to get a interior linebacker. Panthers, Falcons. Yeah, Matt Ryan's in concussion protocol after that stiff arm to the core of the earth oh, the other so day funny. on primetime. All right, Panthers Dolphins, wheeling. Jets. Hey, speaking of Panthers, really quick. One oh last thing. Oh, my goodness. Christian McCaffrey, running back for the Panthers. Luke McCaffrey, third-string quarterback for the Cornhuskers, threw a 30-yard touchdown against Iowa. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Good for you, Luke. He came in. They're all chanting, Luke. All right, moving on. Why third string in? Huh? Why are they bringing the third string He's more of like, he's not really the third string. Taysom Hill? Yeah, he's kind of yeah. He's exactly like the Taysom Hill. Huh. Like he was playing receiver the week before, and then he was the starter against uh, Indiana when they had injuries. So he's kind of like a utility guy. But he's going to compete for the starting job next year. Here, um, are the, here are the two best teams that you don't think are good. Okay. Not just you, but everyone. Chiefs, Patriots. What do you mean two best teams? I don't think are good. I think they're good. Oh, I. I, I don't no, think the, the two good. best teams who are, who are. I mean, you the Patriots, very good team, offense, lethargic, terrible, just not not playing good football right now. Miss Trubisky, better stats than Tom Brady's. I don't know course. why they got rid of Josh Gordon. Because they don't yeah, want to, you need someone to go weird. over the top. See, I, I, that was very odd, and this may have just been because I didn't like read a tweet right, but I thought he was going on the IR. He was, and then he just got off the IR, him, and they cut him. Because he's like, he hasn't been anything special for the Seahawks, but he's been a receiver. He would have been a catch a deep ball. Besides Edelman, yeah. Yeah. That... Well, the Patriots, all, the Patriots <coughs> offense is just bleh, and the, defense the Chiefs make a ton defense. Of Chiefs are going to torch them that game. Terrible. Well, the Chiefs, Chiefs defense is a little bit improved, and I think the Chiefs are going to win that. Uh, Mahomes is going to have a big game there. Mahomes, boy. It's funny when you're saying two teams people don't think are good. I was looking at the Dolphins Jets game because I think the you Dolphins think good? are going to be good in a couple of years. I just the said Jets, that the Dolphins are going to be good. The Jets are not as bad as people think. They're just poorly coached. But there's pieces in place there. That's true. And a couple of years, that could be Sam good Sam Darnold, though? Mm. That last game, though, mm. was not his fault. Yeah, he he didn't fair. play bad. That was everyone else. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. I'll take, yeah. yeah. It's funny, though, because the Patriots, everyone's like, oh, the dynasty's finally over. Which I will say, the di- like, you, 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 you can talk about Tom Brady, you can talk about this defense, but name, like, the receivers on this team, besides Julian Edelman, it's it's bad. It's like them, it's like yeah. Eagles bad. Yeah. Like it's oh, like yeah. Benjamin Watson, bro. Uh uh-uh. uh. No more Gronk. No more Amendola. Because <laughs> those guys were like they weren't great, but they were good enough to get the job done. No, they were. And they and Brady doesn't trust young guys. Like they didn't really. Dra- well, they should have drafted a tight end. That was the first. Yeah. Thing. But Brady does not trust young receivers. So that's another problem. We're like you'll see a lot of these other guys that they get plugged in and like hey yeah, yeah other quarterbacks don't see it. Russell Wilson doesn't have a problem with his receivers. Yeah. So yeah. And speaking of Russell Wilson, Seahawks Rams. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we can Seahawks talk about Rams. that. Uh, Rams come uh, off. You know what? They they bitch slapped the Cardinals, and they, they needed did. that. They did. They, that was and the Cardinals. They're not good, but you know they're an NFL team. Kyler Murray's good. They're not. Yeah, Kyler Murray gives them a little bit, a little bit of a chance. They're like the. They honestly, like Cliff Kingsbury took over, but that's like the same team he had in college. Defense stinks. Yeah. An air raid offense, but like you know, it's not really. They're not really it's that good. It's the NFL, man. Yeah, it's yeah. a. It's, but I will say going back to the Josh Gordon thing, I have to think about it. It's also he hasn't he had, there hasn't been a peep of him this season being bad. No, like the weed, the drugs. It's like he's just when he went to Seattle, which you know he goes. Josh Gordon's going to Seattle, going to Washington. You know he probably can, can mm-hmm. guess what he's doing up there. He's up there, but there's been no issue, no no issues. He's just played football. Rams, I don't know why yeah. Well, the Rams have been disappointing. Seahawks. 
been pretty good this year. Really good this year, actually. Yeah. I'll take them to win because I think Jared Goff's really been exposed this year. But yeah. uh, that will be a good game. And then, and I, you were right about it. No, last big game, I don't know if you were going to mention this one, but Titans-Raiders I wasn't is a either. sneaky big game for well, both the of these Ra- teams. The Raiders, though. The Raiders, six. The Chiefs. Yeah, they were six. got canned. They had a chance to be in the division race, though, before they lost the Jets two weeks ago, like to win that division. Yeah, and they're still they're teams. still in the wild card hunt, and Ryan Tannehill and the Titans are playing really good football. I know it watches them because, like, the Titans is, like, you know, the definition of mediocre. They're always, like, 9-7 and seven every year, just yeah. missed the playoffs. But, like, at 7-5 and five right now, like, they're 5-1 and one with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. The offense look good. Derrick Henry's been a beast, and that defense isn't too bad either. That's yeah. going to be a fun game to watch, and it's a big game for both teams because the Raiders need to win <laughs> to stay in there. And the AFC East is very, very competitive. Yes. The Titans, Texans, and Colts are all in a very heated race, and like mm-hmm. we come, could come down to one game. So that'll be a very big game to watch. What game were you going to mention? I was going to mention how Eli Manning is going to come back for the Giants Monday night. He's going to kill the Eagles, put them at 5-8, and eight. And he's going to win out the rest of the season and get two-year extension by the Giants. I don't think that's going to happen. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. That's how we're going to end the podcast because I got an intramural soccer that's championship right. to win, he's baby. Go stop some balls. Yeah, that's Probably right. Go to the back of the net in soccer. Yes. Well, that is that. Um, we might not be good at podcasting, but Marshall's a pretty good goalie. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. That's yes. all we have for uh, you this well, week. Uh, who's winning the Super Bowl? Go. Three, what? two, one. Patriots. Actually, nah, I just said that because they always win. <laughs> <laughs> I got rushed. Um, Patriots actually wouldn't be a bad pick. Uh, you know, right now, I, I probably have to go, I want to say Ravens, but I actually do feel like that if they played the Patriots again, that Belichick would just out-coach them. NFC you can coach so all good, you want, though. but if you're coaching bad players. All right, we're going to go Patriots 49ers in the Super Bowl. Oh. And then we're gonna, 49ers are going to win. And it'll be Ravens. Patriots AFC Championship. I got the Bills over the Washington R-Words in the Super Bowl. That's what I got. I like it. I'm just kidding. Saints are going to win it all. The who? The R-Words? Yeah. The Red Savages? What's their name? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Redskins. The Red... Horrible. Shh. Can't say that. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I got. Bills. Josh Allen. Dude, imagine Josh Allen holding the Lombardi Trophy. I would cry tears of joy because he's terrible. That's what we're going to because he's a racist. Josh Allen? Yeah. He's a racist? Yeah, didn't was you see his tweets tweet? out of Wyoming? I mean, he's from Wyoming, so it's like, oh, what do you expect? Oh, the but... tweets got him again? Yeah. Hey, scroll, you can scroll up on Baby Yoda's tweets timeline. You'll find something bad up there. I, t- <laughs> I tell you that much. Now, thank you for listening. Good God. I'm going to go play some soccer. Listen uh, to some Christmas carols. Yes, listen to Ryan Carrick. It's never too early. All I want for Christmas is a podcast to be over. Kill it. Goodbye. <laughs>